0: but it's about taking calculated risks you know as an athlete each year i need to level up i need to create a routine that's going to impress surprise and and try new skills and do new things to bring something that's bigger and better each and every year but that's the same thing with business right so you always need to be you know on the leading edge of what's new in your industry and to be not kind of the one trailing behind you can't miss the boat but you have to do things with calculated risk you don't just dive in and not think about you know all the the pros and cons of everything you got to weigh it out
1: So, we live in a time where there's so much going on that there's plenty to be afraid of. There's plenty of boogeymen out there. You know, <laughs> you've got the pandemic, you have the viruses going around. You've got other people that are mad at you because you didn't wear a mask, or people that are mad at you because you wore a mask. You've, you've got, got
2: inflation. You got inflation, yeah. everything that's
1: happening in, in the economy, rate hikes. You've House got market. You know, elections coming up. You've got all of these things. And oftentimes, that fear can be debilitating. It can just stop you dead in your tracks. And we want you to be fearless. We want you to um, be able to overcome that fear. And we decided that one of the best ways to do that would be, why don't we get a three-time Miss Fitness Olympia up in the None of Your Business podcast. Let's talk a little bit about overcoming fears. Let's talk a little bit about discipline. Let's talk about what it takes like what it's going to take as an individual to overcome, to do big things in your life. And so let's welcome in Whitney Jones to the None of Your Business podcast. Whitney, thank you so much for being here. Hi, guys. Thanks
0: for having me.
1: We always start off with the same question for all of our guests. For for you, it's going to be super interesting (laughs) to hear Um, because... The, the, the listener, the viewer it's easy to fall into the trap of just thinking well look here here's another one of your guests here comes Whitney three time fitness Olympia but I mean it's all genetics look, you probably you look like that your whole life so of course you're blessed I'm sure you've look always at me been, yes yeah, you, you're ha- always were athletic I mean it's easy for someone <laughs> like you it's not, it's not me um and we realize that that's not the case right? Every single one of our guests, right. they're actually human beings. We have trials and tribulations, probably want to eat ice cream and people just like me, want milkshakes, <laughs> all of that kind of thing. How do you end up here? Tell us a little bit about the creation story um, that leads you to be inspiring so many people around the world with what you've accomplished in your life.
0: Well, you are right. Um, I get that all the time. Oh my gosh, you're so lucky. Everything just happens for you. And it's like, wait a second, I've worked really hard to be where I'm at as an athlete, as a business owner, as a mom, like we all have had to push and work hard for me, um, just for anyone who doesn't have any background about what I do. So I am in the whole bodybuilding industry, but I'm not a bodybuilder, like I don't get on stage and flex and do that crazy stuff. Um, That's great, but my division is fitness. So you can kind of see this picture here. I do a two minute routine that's acrobatic, gymnastics, backflips, and a niche of mine is breakdancing. So I love it. Um, This is what I do, and I compete on an international level, obviously. But for me, I on paper should have never, ever been a top athlete in this sport at all. I got my start late in life. Um, I actually started when I was 34 years old, which most people, even that I'm competing against right now, they're in their 20s. They're level 10 gymnasts. They have been all their lives. I have zero formal training as a gymnast. Um, I've had 18 surgeries. I've broken almost every bone in my body. Um, I own five businesses and run them, so I'm crazy busy. I'm a single mom with two boys. On paper, this is ridiculous that I'm even trying to compete, much less at the level that I'm at, and much less having success. But... I was always driven, even as a young child, by anyone who doubted me, like it lit my fire. You want to challenge me, just tell me I can't do something. And that's actually kind of what got me into this sport of competing in the fitness world. Um, People had said, oh, you just, you couldn't do it. You couldn't hack it. It's hard. Genetically, you do not have the structure. So you're just wasting your time. So for me, I was like, oh. Really? Okay. I love a challenge. So watch this and I will prove you wrong. Never did I think that I would, you know, ever be on the Olympia stage or win the Olympia title, which for our sport is like the Super Bowl, um, the world series. Like I can actually say, Oh my gosh, I'm number one in the world. That's so crazy. Right. But that challenge to level up, and show people it can be done is what drove me into this sport and what drove me to see what I was capable of. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I wasn't even familiar with the sport. I didn't know much about it, but I loved the challenge and with hard work and my strong work ethic, I was gonna learn it, I was gonna research it and I was gonna go have fun. Now I was just gonna do it. But then I loved it and I was hooked. And then it was like, all right, I wanna do well in this. So that's kind of just a summarized version of what got me into the sport. And now I just love it because it's constant challenges, constant setbacks that I have to overcome. And now it's it's just taught me so much as an athlete, as just a human being and in my personal life, and more importantly too, in business. I mean, there's so many things that correlate to me as an athlete, as well as to me as an entrepreneur and a business owner. And so I'm loving it. Throw the challenges at me. I'm just knocking them out and and overcoming and rising above. So nothing can shake me these days. And I plan to keep that same mentality for the long haul.
2: Okay. I want to go to um, the similarities between business and fitness and what you've gotten from that. But first, I have to go back to part of your story because I have to ask this question. You said that you have broken how many bones in your body? Oh, uh. Honestly,
0: I don't even know how many I've broken at this point, but I've had 18 surgeries. I mean, I've broken like my ankle five times and this one six times, um, my wrist four, this one three, broke arm, um, broke my hand, broke my neck. My neck was the worst one. I've had my torn ACL, MCL, another knee surgery, both elbows. And that's not just from this sport. That's just I'm gonna growing that. up, being a daredevil. And- right. um, You know, just again, just trying things. Sometimes it's like, hey, can you do this trick? And I'm like, well, there's only one way to find out. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, it's funny because you know we're gonna later we're gonna talk a little bit, dive into this idea of fearlessness, and we're just listening to your story, and I'm thinking, in order to break that many bones, there has to be a level of risk that you inherently yeah. go and take and try things and doing things. And the reason I know, I mean, I've broken my tailbone three times, jumping oh. out of airplanes, diving into pools, so I get it. So I'm like, I I had to know where that came from, and then on top of that, I thought. Wow. In order to accomplish what you have in the fitness industry, after having so many surgeries and scar tissue and breaking all of those bones, I mean, what an amazing feat because that's very difficult because things do change and shift. And so I I can imagine that that was a a, a little bit of a, a limitation for you that you had to adapt and overcome. To get where you are. So that's just an amazing part of your story. You kind of brushed over and I went, wait. <laughs>
1: I feel bad. I feel bad because I've never broken a bone. Now I feel like an idiot. Wow. Broken all these bones.
0: I'm always shocked, more honestly. No, it's but... when I meet a grown adult who has never broken a bone and I'm like, how did you get so lucky? Like it's so, <laughs> it floors me. I'm like, that's amazing. I've broken enough for both of you and I combined.
2: That's Perfect. right. That's right. So going back to kind of the lessons, the things that you have learned um, in the fitness industry and and translating that to how you run and and utilize it in your businesses, tell us some of those things that you have taken from that that you use now.
0: Well, to your point, I mean, and it's a great question because I didn't ever think there were so many similarities until I actually experienced them, but it's about taking calculated risks you know as an athlete each year i need to level up i need to create a routine that's going to impress surprise and and try new skills and do new things to bring something that's bigger and better each and every year but that's the same thing with business right so you always need to be you know on the leading edge of what's new in your industry and to be not kind of the one trailing behind you can't miss the boat but you have to do things with calculated risk you don't just dive in and not Think about you know all the the pros and cons of everything. You got to weigh it out. So similar to say learning a new skill, for example, um, you know doing break dancing, and it's like okay, I want to learn a swipe. Okay, how do I do that safely? I got to do my research. I've got to figure out specific tips and tricks on how to execute the trick properly. I need to surround and get my surroundings, have mats, do it safely. So again, it takes the risk of injury you know a lot lower. Well, it's the same thing in business. Um, for example, when I was opening my first business, which is a gym here in Arizona, I had this grandiose idea and I wanted to do all these amazing things in year one. But then when I put together my business plan, I'm looking at my budget. It's like, okay, wow, that's a lot of funding that I need right now. And I opened my first um, business home in my gym in 2010. was not the best time of year. The economy wasn't at the best point to be opening up a business like that so i scaled things down said all right let's i want to open up the business with half of the investment that i initially kind of had thought out i would need that way it's more of a um, calculated risk where there's less fear of failing and um knowing that i can then take it and grow strategically so um one of the easiest examples is i wanted all this brand new equipment well my clients aren't going to come to me just because i have brand new equipment so i found someone doing some research that would sell me refurbished used gym equipment that could cut my costs drastically i needed equipment in my gym once i started making revenue and you know after year one i could replace the used equipment with brand new equipment so something like that is where you have to do the research you have to know what the risks are And then you have to execute that and make a decision. Is it worth the risk? Is there a way to take that risk down a notch so that you can be a little bit safer, but not playing everything safe? You can't advance in life. You can't advance in business if you're always playing it safe. And again, who wants to live that mediocre life where you're just never trying to challenge yourself and never trying to level up? So within business, within as being an athlete, you've got to take calculated risks, but you need to do your research and you need to take the time to understand what it is you're jumping into so you can be smart about it. Mm
1: -hmm. I wanna take advantage of having you on the show as well and your knowledge base because our viewers and listeners for the most part are highly driven entrepreneurs in a service world, providing a service. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of your business is in, in the same space, right? Serving humanity. And what happens is oftentimes we run into a lot of people that because they're so driven, they're so focused on their business, they end up sacrificing their physical health, right? Obviously, yeah. for those of you watching, um, you have not sacrificed your physical health other than the broken bones. Yeah. um, us a little bit about how how you balance that. Like, so I would imagine, you know, the, the dedication and the amount of time that you have to dedicate because you're not just trying to maintain your physical health. You're functioning at a premium at at the highest level, but the amount of dedication that it takes to maintain your physique, your diet, nutrition, all of the parts that go into this is high. How do you balance that and still run five businesses?
0: um it's not easy and i think everyone is always trying to figure out that balance especially entrepreneurs especially career driven individuals because there's that that tear between personal business you know trying to be in a place where you're financially feeling safe but having the best personal life ever balance i feel like is never you can never achieve it but you can always strive and you have to try for me I know firsthand, again, especially with injuries and with surgeries, if my health isn't on point, I am not great at running a business. I'm not mentally able to handle the craziness of my businesses, um, manage my employees, motivate them. I'm not going to be on my A game to identify new opportunities because if I'm not healthy, number one, that's a setback. And you, when your health is sacrificed, you know, say someone gets diagnosed with cancer or, you know, they're in the hospital because they are about to have a stroke or having a heart attack. I mean, these are all very common things for career-driven people that they experience because stress is so high. Now, all of a sudden, everything's on hold. So you may have had great aspirations to do XYZ with your business, but if you're not healthy, everything's on hold. And if you're lucky, you get a chance to come back from that and redo it. But at that point, you can't ever sacrifice your health. So I know that because this is what I live and breathe in my industry. This is what I do in regards to like helping people, training them, getting them in the right pattern for health. But sometimes until someone is experiencing that, they literally just push it aside or until they actually are involved with a loved one who has been sidelined by health issues. Why wait to get to that point just for the mere fact of happiness and energy you, we all have had those times in our lives where we are just so buried with work or buried with stress that we're not really happy. We have no energy and our motivation is just, ugh. So why wait to get to that point? It doesn't take a lot, like a lot of excuses. I mean, you can tell me everything and I will banish your excuses and call you out on it because everyone can find 20 minutes. But people think big. They think, okay, if I'm gonna get healthy, I have to meal prep every day. I've got to be at the gym for an hour and a half and that seems overwhelming. So they just don't do it. Guess what? Start small 20 minutes a day. And that could be at your house or it could just be taking a walk around the neighborhood, just getting yourself moving. Don't worry about going zero to 60 with meal prep. Just start eating cleaner, clean up your diet, cut some of the sugar, cut some of the junk food. When you start small, then you start getting hooked rarely does someone go from zero to 60 and it be sustainable does not happen you got to start small and go you know what i feel like i have more energy on the days that i get out and i do a 20 minute walk it helps clear my mind i'm ready for the challenges that my workday is going to present and then they start craving it and then they notice on the days that they don't do that they just are hitting a wall midday But it's those small steps that get you motivated and get you moving in that direction. So just stop making excuses. Stop waiting for that moment in your life where you're completely sidelined and you're forced to make better choices. Do it now and do it within your capacity. I mean, you can't, most people don't have the ability to be like, oh, I'm going to go spend two hours in the gym. And they just chose not to for weeks. So don't think that that's what's required. Start small.
2: I want to go – it's not off topic, but it's a little bit off topic because I want to speak into my mamas out there. Um, I have a lot of girlfriends and uh, clients too that have young children, have families, and they're striving and doing this entrepreneurial work and then taking care of the family and the kids. And they have what I love to call mom guilt where they feel like they – when see when they are yeah, present at home, they have to be present with the family and and take care of the kids and do all these other things. And so, because of that, they're constantly putting themselves on the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. So even that twenty minutes, they almost feel would feel guilty stepping away to go take that time to go on the walk in the morning instead of doing X, Y, and Z. So I know that you have said two boys, right? Teenage boys mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. How? How, how would you, or what words of advice would you have for the moms out there listening that sometimes struggle with that mom guilt? It's, it's a real
0: thing. And I, I still struggle with it, even though I feel like I do a great job, you know, it's just, it's natural in us. And it's not just mom guilt. It's dad guilt too. too. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Any parent who feels like any extra minute of my time must be devoted to the kids. And it really should. But one thing you have to do is you have to realize you are setting the example for your kids. They are learning by watching you, and everything is a teaching moment. So, you know, if you're not taking care of your health, you're teaching them not to take care of their health. If you're not being active, if you're not even allocating 20 minutes of time to focus on keeping your body healthy and being around for the long term for your kids, then you're showing them that you're not important, that they're not important, and they will absolutely develop those same habits but it is hard especially with young kids you know i i've been there i was there when they were little you don't have to do it separately and that's where a lot of people it was like that aha moment you know i would take my boys to the park and while they're playing on the slides, i'm sitting there doing lunges you know or walking the perimeter of the park doing jumping jets honestly i probably looked goofy to anyone who was watching i don't care like Maybe people do. So if you don't want to be obnoxious doing jumping jacks, do something with the kids. Go outside, play ball, play soccer. It's just about really getting moving and teaching your kids to be healthy and to be active, especially in today's world with technology and kids just want to sit here and stay on their phones or on video games. It's important to motivate them to go do activities like we did when we were kids because we didn't have all this technology. So you don't have to do it alone. Um. Even now, when my I'm dropping my um, junior high son off at baseball, I have to drop him off. You know, for a game, 45 minutes early. Wherever the location is, I get out of the car, I put my shoes on, and I go for a walk or a run for 30 minutes, and then I get to the field, probably a little sweaty. <laughs> bring some <laughs> deodorant, <laughs> and then you know I've got some activity in because I have to get my child there. But I still allocated that time that I was going to have to be at the game to put in some work in regards to you know being active get my heart pumping get my metabolism working efficiently so it doesn't have to be away from the kids or it could be literally playing a game with them playing hide and seek do stuff with them you've got mm-hmm. to find a way within whatever environment you're in same thing with like people who are like oh i, I travel a lot for work you know outside of the realm of kids They like derail their entire plans of working out when they're traveling. Well, why? I don't care if the hotel gym has nothing. You can walk the stairs. You can get outside and explore the city, you know, during the daytime and just kind of soak it all in. You can do stuff down the hallway. You can do stuff in your hotel room. So there's always a way you can do it. And again, it does not require hours of time. Just stop making excuses. Call yourself out. And if you're having a hard time doing that, pretend role reversal where a friend of yours was complaining about how they never have time to get exercise in. What would you tell them? And then follow your own advice
2: it's so that's such a uh, a powerful concept um because everybody has the same amount of time and there's a lot of people that i mean we're we feel like we're very busy but there's a lot of people that are busier than us and they still find time to do all of the things and i love that idea of overlapping the need to work on your health and being with your children dropping them off at the baseball game and doing a workout while you're waiting for them. That way you're not sacrificing the time with your kids. They still see their mom, there's dad here with me at the game, but you're doing jumping jacks in the background. They don't yeah. care. We just want exactly. you there. So yes, it's like being efficient and effective. And I, and I love that and not sa- having to sacrifice. So that was, that was really great. Thank yeah. you. So Whitney, we see this theme,
1: this thread of fearless that runs through a lot of the things that you do, various of your business um, interests. It's the common sort of theme of fearless. Tell us about this. What is, what is the movement, the fearless movement all about?
0: You know, I just, um, it happened because like, I've been asked this a few times and it's like, where did it happen? I know for me, you know you're just society kind of tells you this is your path in life you know you go to college you graduate you get a real job and then you get married and you have kids and you just kind of do the day-to-day which that was all great i wanted all those things i graduated got an amazing job got married had kids but then it was like i never had this desire to be like everyone else i wanted to be different and i never wanted to live a mediocre life but i was just following in this pattern that Everyone was, everyone was doing the same thing. And I thought, well, how am I going to ever be different? How am I gonna make my mark on the world? What am I gonna do? And I realized within me, all the things that I was like, oh, I would love to do this. I had this fear that was preventing me from doing anything. And until I actually sat down and like wrote down what exactly I was fearful of, for example, starting a business. Ever since I was a little girl, I always thought, gosh, it would be amazing to own my own business. But actually doing it was scary. Number one, where do I get funding? Um, What if customers don't come? What if I invest everything I have and put my house and my cars on the line and I fail and then I'm homeless? Like all these things that were just crippling me in regards to ever following through was all fear-based. And so finally, when I started writing it down, I quickly realized all these things are scary, but, Am I going to want to look back at the end of the day and the end of my life and go, I lived an amazing life and I did everything I wanted to. And I didn't let other people dictate what I could and could not do. I didn't allow the fear to prevent me from doing what I wanted to do. And I don't want to have that shoulda, coulda, woulda moment. So you got to try, right? And if I failed, then I know there was going to be some valuable lessons in that failure that I was prepared to learn from and not let it kill my confidence or kill my dreams of ever trying again. So once I realized that, it kind of takes that pressure off. I know my work ethic. I know if I literally set my mind to something, I won't fail. And it's because I know I will work and work and work to make it right. That's not to say it doesn't come easily. I mean, everything worthwhile takes a lot of work. But like I said, you know, with my first business, I had this outlandish goal and I went, Okay, that's a little crazy. That's a lot of risk with the amount of capital I needed. Let's take it down a notch. I'm still going to open up my business. I'm still going to realize my dream of being an entrepreneur, but I'm going to do it in a safe way. And then it will be successful. Maybe not as quickly as I want, maybe faster. I don't know. But I knew I was ready to dictate the, the path of my future because I was taking control. I wasn't sitting back and doing what everyone wanted i wasn't the living i wasn't living the life for other people i wanted to be living the life for me because at the end of the day when you're doing it for you you're happy you have power in that you have gratitude and wow i accomplished xyz and then that gives you the confidence to try again and to try more and create new opportunities but you've got to address the fear head on and nine times out of ten people will spend five minutes addressing directly the exact fears and go, wow, it's actually not that scary after all. Like, If my business failed, are my boys going to stop loving me? Not a chance. Am I going to lose my friends? Not a chance. Will I have to rebuild financially if I completely failed? Yes. And guess what? There'll be lessons in the next time I do something not to invest so heavily. So it was just that ability to take the weight off your shoulders and realize the expectations of others are all what I'm putting on myself. That pressure is on me. Nobody is out there trying to like, say you must have the most successful business in year one. So why not try, address the fear and then try it. And you might be surprised at the outcome. And then that sense of accomplishment, there's nothing like it. You did it, you chose to face it head on you chose to jump in and go all at it and you, you succeeded. There's so much power in that.
1: Well, we say on every single podcast, every single one of them, that you cannot change just listening to podcasts. We love mm-hmm. our listeners. We love that you mm-hmm. listen to the podcast religiously, but listening to Whitney is not going to just all of a sudden change everything for you. You have to actually get off your couch. You got to take your yes. pods out. <laughs> and you got to go do something, right? You have to do. Yeah. So, Whitney, people that want to connect with you, um, how do they find you? How do they connect in with you?
0: Um, easiest way is through my website, so it's fit with Jones, so f i t w h i t Jones j o n e s dot com, um, or Instagram for social media. I mean, that's where I put out a lot of educational content, a ton of shenanigans. So, if you're into uh-huh. fun and goofy, and that's that's me, I'm your girl and that's Whitney Jones underscore IFBB Pro. but those are probably the two easiest ways both of them direct to email um i'm honestly i love to help people in all my businesses it's all about giving back it's about helping people level up helping people live the best life that they're truly capable of so anyone that needs some motivation inspiration guidance health and fitness whatever it is I'm here to help you because yes, we all should be living the best life we possibly can, while enjoying it, taking risks, having fun with it, but more importantly enjoying every aspect of the journey.
1: Yeah, I'm wondering where is the business coaching, but just reach out to her because I mean this is <laughs> yeah. this is solid gold. This is amazing stuff. Uh, I'm sure we're going to be seeing that soon because people catch on to all that you have to offer the world. Um, it goes so much so much beyond just the health and wellness side oh, so much yeah. beyond just the fitness side i mean the inspiration the motivation the discipline um the kick in the pants that you may need um every now and every, then or
2: everybody uh, needs almost all the time right. yeah, yeah. you <laughs> just a professional all, whitney yes. jones <laughs> on
1: your side that's all you need we
2: all need a good kick in the
1: pants <laughs> one last question for you whitney i know that a lot of our um our, our viewers and listeners as entrepreneurs um we fall into this um bucket of these life hacks, right? Everybody performance hacks. And, you know, Lacey and I being very much into the holistic realm of health and wellness, some of these things are not a good idea. Some of these life hacks, the things, you know, trying to, you know, a lot of people take Adderall because they think that it increases their focus and it makes them more successful. Long-term, that's not a good idea. I'm not even sure. Short-term, that's a good idea.
0: (laughs) Right. <laughs> but
1: give us your best tips for entrepreneurs from your space, from everything that you've learned in your journey. What are some of like the, the fundamentals that everybody can begin to apply into their lives, that they will see an increase in clarity, focus, and performance, and their ability to do their best work? What are just the fundamentals that everybody needs to have included in their life?
0: You know, I'll say just from personal experience, as an entrepreneur it's almost like we feel like we have to do everything. Like we have to be the bookkeeper, the payroll specialist, the hire and fire manager, HR department. We need to be the one you know, cleaning the office building. Granted, that's a great way to start if you're trying to save money. But what I realized, which was the most valuable lesson in my life in how I've created my future businesses was stop trying to do everything yourself. You've got to look at, who your network of people are. We're not great at everything. you know. Obviously, like I'm great at the whole coaching and health and fitness side. I hate numbers. So me trying to do payroll and me trying to do the accounting, and bookkeeping was the biggest waste of time. And then it's like, aha, duh, hire a bookkeeper. Best money ever spent. Yeah. Because now my time is freed up and utilized to grow the business. So I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we get so caught up in trying to control everything that we need to take a step back and go where is our time best utilized and you've got to have a bunch of who's that are helping you to build your business stop trying to do it all yourself because that's our natural instinct we're the ones that have the brilliant idea we have the the concept of and vision of what we want our business to be but if you're not utilizing your network if you're not utilizing people to help grow your business you're not going to be where you want to be based on your business plan in year 3, 5, 10, because that all requires other people to help do the work that can be done at a more entry level, level up, get outside of it. And you're the vision behind your business. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to a lot of entrepreneurs who do that same thing. Identify the things that you hate. Hire someone to do that because the ability of hating it makes it take twice if not three times longer because you're just annoyed that you have to do it and then again (laughs) time is money so utilize your investment make it worthwhile where it's the best money spent and then use that freed up time to continue to grow identify opportunities network it's all about the people networking and finding people to help you be at the point that you want to be within all your businesses that's something that i wish i had known early on now it helps me but it's one of the biggest things that i've kind of said to entrepreneurs and they're like oh my god that makes so much sense and it really is but it's common sense right but we don't implement it as entrepreneurs we are control freaks and we are the vision behind it but yet we're not allowing ourselves to be the visionary
2: that's that whole idea of being fearless right I think entrepreneurs have a hard time letting go of things because they feel yeah. like they have they do will do them better themselves but you are speaking oh. our language we teach that all the time because hey you're not an expert in bookkeeping So why would you hold on to that why would you not just give yeah. it away and do the things that make you more money right and so yeah I love that we teach that that's a great hack <laughs> yeah, I well, know, Whitney, it's, and it's so silly, but it's true. It's so silly. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> well, you, you and I, and we were at an event together. I wasn't there though because I had food poisoning on that. You were sick. Day, but uh. Yes, I hope that we will be able to cross paths in person and maybe find a way that we can collaborate to impact the lot live lives out there. I love your energy, your passion, and all that you're offering the world. Three times, Miss Fitness Olympia, Whitney Jones, fit. fitwitjones.com. Fitwitjones.com. Or um I I am going to I'm going to go on Instagram right now and add because I know in our prep um all of our team was telling us about all of the crazies asking me have you seen Whitney's Instagram? (laughs) Not yet. I am going to add it. Absolutely. So join me in adding uh, Whitney Jones on your Instagram. And Whitney, make sure that you put out a lot of crazy stuff. Don't let us down. Uh, We're going to want to see even Even more, but no broken bones, no broken bones. (laughs) No more.
0: You know, I will say it probably is not the end of it, but hey, I'm okay with it. Broken (laughs) bones are just temporary. So I'm just a little bit more strategic in what I do now. So
1: (laughs) I love it. Everybody, Whitney Jones, fantastic guest here on the None of Your Business podcast. Thank you so much for being with us. Please check her out fitwitjones.com she can make a massive impact in your life in so many ways we learned it goes way beyond just fitness and losing weight and building muscle it goes into changing your life um working yeah. with Whitney check her out fitwitjones.com thank you Whitney for everybody else we're going to be back again next week we'll have somebody else not quite as fun i doubt but we'll <laughs> have somebody else here on the podcast Helping you to reach even more people, make an even bigger impact, and ultimately to create the lifestyle that you desire.